<laughs> you know, I have to tell you that I watched the entire Daytona 500 yesterday with the kids. Watched the entire race. The whole thing, start to finish. And never in my wildest dreams would I believe that the biggest wreck of the day was going to be at the Academy Awards. <laughs> I'll tell you what. What's, what's up? How are you? How are you doing? My name is Mark K. You know that, though. And uh, you're you. And uh, thanks so much for being here because uh, I hate sitting around just talking to myself. Man, what a, what a crazy weekend, huh? Holy cow. I don't know if you saw the Academy Awards or the Oscars or whatever you want to call them, the 89th annual blah, 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 blah. A lot of people were... Let me take this hoodie off because it's weird. A lot of people were boycotting. A lot of people I saw were boycotting the Academy Awards because they don't like it and they thought it was going to be political. And, uh, well, they they were right. (laughs) They also thought it was going to be long and boring. A lot of people were saying, hey, you know what? It's just self-indulgent actors and actresses and Hollywood types, uber libs, talking about how great they all are. And, uh, yeah, there was was a lot of that. But then it, it was really exciting because at the end of the night, and I was asleep, don't get me wrong, I went to bed way before any of the exciting stuff happened. Uh, but then right at the end of the night, uh, right when they were giving away the best, um, be- the Academy Award for Best Picture, man, that's when things really got exciting. That's when things really got exciting. For the first time ever, they messed up an envelope. And the envelope that was given out for the reader to read was not actually the correct envelope. And it was, I'm telling you, it was a money. If you didn't watch the Academy Awards, I don't blame you for all the reasons that we mentioned before. But if you didn't see this clip, don't worry, I'm going to bring it to you. It's almost like a karma moment. It's almost, it was very exciting to me because I looked at it and I thought to myself, wow, this is for a bunch of people who preach how perfect they are, for a bunch of people who think that the rest of us are just horrible and deplorable and everything else, for a bunch of people who, who really have put themselves on a pedestal and a high horse and, and just can't believe, just can't believe how wrong the rest of the country is outside of California. It was really a, a, a karma moment. It was really one of those, I believe it was divine intervention personally, but that's just me. That's just me. Maybe I, uh, maybe I just, you know, I spent a, lot, a little too much time listening to my Joel Osteen uh, uh, tapes over the weekend. Anyway, a couple big things before we get into it. Before I, I'm going to bring you all the information you need to know about the Academy Awards. And if you're one of those, uh, you know, never, uh, never Oscar people, don't worry. We're going to, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to be excited for me to bring you this. Um, I also have a couple theories about how it happened. I also have a couple theories about how it happened. They're not conspiracy theories. They are legitimate theories, although there are a ton of conspiracy theories flying around. Before we do that, though, one quick favor. If you would, uh, just take a minute, and however you're consuming this, you could be listening to the podcast. Most likely right now, you're watching it on Facebook as we record live, because that's what we do every day. Uh, hi, how you doing? You look great. Uh, whatever, whichever way, if you're watching it on YouTube, I, I don't know how, I don't know what you do. It's all, it's your business. It's, I'm not going to jump in there and say, you should do this, you should do that. However you choose to consume this broadcast, uh, I would love for you to share that with, with whomever. If, you, if you're on Facebook, click the share button. Share it with the crowd of people who have already shown an interest in your interests. Those people that like you on Facebook and follow you on Facebook, they've already said, hey, you know what? I trust you. I like your content. I think you have good ideas and good opinions as to what social media should be. Therefore, I'm going to follow you. 
And if you don't keep feeding them good stuff like this or, or stuff that interests you, then you're really just doing them a disservice and they followed you for no reason. So go ahead and share, uh, share this with you. Like how I twisted that, by the way, uh, the spin I put on that, you owe it to your friends to share this broadcast. Uh, anyway, and if you're on YouTube, you can do the same thing. And if you're on the podcast page, just, you know, uh, when you're done, tell somebody about it, email them the link, you know, post about it on Twitter. We're, we're everywhere and we definitely want to keep growing and we do need your help. Uh, we do need your help to do that. All right. I know a lot of, a lot of people like Cheryl Cornish wrote in the, uh, in the, um, comments, I had no interest whatsoever to watch the Oscars. And I get that. And that's why before the Oscars started, I created a way for those of you who thought maybe there's nothing better to do. Maybe I should check it out. I came up with a, a way for you to, uh, to make it a little more interesting. And that was of course the Oscars official drinking game. And this thing went viral. This thing, I saw this, I made this about uh, like noon and I saw it everywhere. I saw it everywhere. And what I did was I came up with a list of things that might happen during the Oscars. And when one of those things did happen, when and if you could take a drink and it would make it a little more exciting. Well, little did I know how freaking sloshed this would make somebody because all of these things happen on a regular basis. Number one, Jimmy Kimmel uses a celebrity friend in a skit. Well, that, I mean, that happened pretty much every Matt Damon uh, he kicked it off with, oh, uh, Ben Affleck was the other one. He kicked it off with his good buddy, uh, Justin Timberlake. So that was, that was pretty common. Someone makes a veiled reference to Trump. Uh, 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 someone makes a direct reference to Trump. That, uh, uh, someone mentions freedom of speech. That one, not as much as I thought. Someone mentions freedom of the press. Also, not as much as I thought. But number six, someone mentions the importance of immigrants. That was... That was the go-to. A lot of people wondered, hey, I wonder what the uh, I wonder what the um, cause du jour of the Oscars will be. What are they really going to glom onto? Is it going to be Donald Trump uh, blacking out the press? I, sh I shouldn't say blacking out the press because someone's going to accuse me of being racist. Uh, Is it Donald Trump blocking out the press from his press conference or hand-selecting reporters for the gaggle? Uh, after his uh, after his CPAC speech, uh, is it going to be Donald Trump creating uh, the enemy? of the, uh, of the, of the mainstream media that didn't seem to, they didn't seem to care about that in Hollywood. I'll be honest with you. They were really, uh, they were really uh, mostly upset about the immigrant uh, population and the, uh, and the travel ban and the executive order. And a lot of people kept bringing that up over and over again, mostly because a lot of the people there were immigrants. I should point out a lot of the people there were legal immigrants and Donald Trump, the white house, most Americans have no issue with legal immigrants, legal immigrants. Again, not the problem. Not the problem, but uh, in Hollywood, you know, they don't, uh, when they have their bully pulpit, they're going to go ahead and they're going to do whatever. Right, let's finish up here. Uh, oh, so the camera shows Meryl Streep, man. I, it's almost like they had a GoPro on Meryl Streep the entire time and they would just cut to it every, even when she didn't win an award, even when she wasn't being talked about every time someone mentioned Donald Trump, uh, they cut to Meryl Streep to get her reaction. At one point, Jimmy Kimmel even tweeted at Donald Trump uh, and said, Meryl says hi. They, cut, they they used her a lot. She was like, uh, you flipped to The Walking Dead. Well, I did that a couple times. You fall asleep. I did that. I did that once and I stayed asleep until my wife woke me up. And then number 10, a movie you have never seen wins an award. And number 10, while it's jocular in nature, while I was trying to be funny, while I was just trying to make a joke, I'll be honest with you. Uh, that a movie you've never heard of or a movie you've never seen wins an award. That is not just something that happened a lot last night, but I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. That is a serious problem for Hollywood. That is a serious problem for Hollywood. And I'll delve into that in just a minute uh, and tell you why. First though, let's talk about, let's talk about envelope gate 
because envelope gate. Okay. My wife has woken me up in the middle of the night for two, for two reasons. Number one, just so you know, they're not those reasons, by the way, <laughs> if you're thinking, if, my, <laughs> if that's not one of the reasons my wife wakes me up in the middle of the night or ever, I'd like to point out, uh, where, see, now I'm all, now I'm all flustered. What the hell were we? Oh yeah. So, uh, I go to bed early cause I host a lot of you don't know this, but I host a morning radio show every day at five 30, uh, five 30 to 10 AM. Then I, then I, I come back to the studio here and I prepare, prepare this broadcast and this podcast. And I do this every day for about an hour. Uh, but so I go to bed pretty early and especially on a night like Oscar night, I go to bed super early so I can get a, a modicum of sleep. I was in bed like at 10. So at 12 20, my wife woke me up from my slumber, knowing full well that I had to be in, at work in just a couple of hours. The only other time she did this was when Osama bin Laden was shot and killed. That was like 1130. The announcement came down and Obama was about to do a press conference. So my wife rushes in and she wakes me up. She goes and she had like tears. She goes, baby, baby, they killed Osama bin Laden. And I was like, what? And we woke up and we and we uh, and we uh, we uh, watched the press conference and we cheered and yelled. We were very excited. Osama bin Laden was dead. The bastard rot in hell. The second time she woke me up was last night at 1220. She rushed in the bedroom and she tapped me. She goes, oh, my God, I have to talk to somebody about this. They 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 announced the wrong winner for best picture live on the Oscars. They they pulled a Steve Harvey. They announced the wrong winner. And not only that, but they they did the speeches. They did everything. And then they announced, wait a minute. I'm sorry, guys. You didn't win this other movie one. It, she goes, it was crazy. You have to you have to watch it. And I, of course, said, I'll watch it in the morning on YouTube. I uh, went to bed, woke up. And that's the first thing I did here. If you don't know, here's what I have some clips. Uh, the, the favorite movie with the most nominations, the most since like Titanic or whatever, was a movie called La La Land. La La Land stars Ryan Gosling, who's super hot. And I can say that because I'm confident in my sexuality. Emma Stone, also very attractive, very popular actors. And uh, John Legend is also in it. Anyway, um, this movie is about a musician in Hollywood and an actress in Hollywood. And it's a musical, not a super musical. Like it wasn't one of those where every five seconds they break out into song, but there were enough songs to qualify it as a musical. Uh, I saw it with my wife. It was okay. So this movie was the favorite to win the whole thing. And there was another movie, which was also very good, not a musical. It was called Moonlight. It was about, I believe, uh, a child who grows up in the ghetto with his mother, and they all become addicted to drugs. That's kind of, I didn't see it. And I don't know a lot of people that did, but that's kind of the gist. That's what I got from the whole, from what I was able to piece together. So at the end of the night, Warren Beatty, who is like nine bajillion years old, and, uh, and, uh, and what's her name? Uh, and what's her name? Not Anne Bancroft, the other one. And, uh, um, oh, I forget now. Anyway, uh, so they're up there and, and, uh, what Faye Dunaway. Thank you. And so uh, Warren Beatty's there with Faye Dunaway and they're supposed to announce best picture. Now here's something we can learn. Here's something we can learn going forward. If I were the president of the Academy or the producer of the Academy Awards, I would find somebody maybe a little younger who still is in charge of all their faculties to read the very important awards of the evening, like best picture. Cause apparently what happened is Warren Beatty had the wrong envelope and either wasn't sure or didn't know or whatever. But here's the, here's the clip. Listen carefully. This is Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway uh, at the Academy Awards for the best picture uh, movie category award presentation. Okay, he opens the envelope. The Academy Award 
And now he's like, he's confused. He's like, he's reading it. He's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? For best picture. But he doesn't say anything. He looks at Faye and she's like, what are you doing? He hands it to her. La La Land. And she just glances at it and yells, La La Land, right? She goes, goes, La La Land, yay. So, I mean, if you look at the thing again, Warren Beatty knows something's wrong, but he doesn't say anything. Instead, he throws Faye Dunaway right under the bus. Like she's just standing there on stage, ha ha, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 there's a bus on top of her back. Because Warren Beatty, he's like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say anything and I'm going to hand it to him. I did see a funny tweet this morning. Somebody had a picture of Warren Beatty uh, reading this thing and they said, Warren, see something, say something. It's the only way to keep everything safe. Everyone's safe. But he didn't do that. He just he just passed it on to Anne Hath, uh, what's her name Faye Dunaway and Faye Dunaway just announced La La Land and the La La Land people started freaking out. Look here they are. Oh my God! Oh my God! Yay! We won the best picture. And there's the producer, one of them, and there's the other producer. And it's their first nomination. That's the director. He already won his Oscar, so he doesn't care. So they let these people. They let these people come up on stage. They come all the way up on stage. All right. And they're walking. There's so many of them. This guy's, look, he's clutching two awards already. I think that's one of the screenwriters or something. They're on stage and they're getting ready to give their speeches. And Warren Beatty knows something's up, by the way. Thank you. Thank you all. Okay. So that guy proceeds to give your typical Oscar speech. I, you know, chased a dream. Thank you so much. Thank the producers, Lionsgate, whatever. He thanks his wife, my beautiful blue eyed wife who's been there for me and he's clutching this Oscar and then he passes it on because there's three producers. He passes it on to the next dude and watch this. While this next dude is giving his speech, you start to see the commotion behind the stage manager. Here, I'll show you. Look, so this guy, uh, uh, Horowitz, he gets out. He starts talking about how he stood on his wife's shoulders, probably because he's really short. And then look, look at the bald guys are like, what's going on? There's some commotion. People are looking, he's looking to the sidelines. He's like, what's going on over there? And then all of a sudden you'll see, this is the stage manager. Stage manager comes out, let me see that envelope. I mean, let me see that envelope. No, this is the wrong thing. And then they're like, wait, what? The two of them, these two bald guys, this guy is prattering on he's like blah blah thank you lord thank you jesus whatever and then this guy uh, spills the beans and damien chazelle we're standing on your shoulders we lost by the way so they hang this guy out to dry everyone's behind him looking at envelopes talking this that and the other thing this guy's talking about his wife and his parents and how great he you know life is and man he's so happy to be there and meanwhile these two bald dudes are like whatever they know they lost the other guy gets up he thanks his wife and his kids says something in spanish and then goes oh by the way we lost (laughs) which 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 they did and then the other guy comes back up and listen here's what he says i'm sorry no There's there's a mistake Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Moonlight, Best Picture. Moonlight. Moonlight wins the award. 
Moonlight is the best picture. Not all the people. And think about how horrifying this is. I don't know if you've ever won an award. I haven't. That's not true. I won one. Uh, I, I don't know. If, I think about how horrifying this is. These people for the last like seven minutes have been led to believe that they are the best picture winners, that their lives have been changed forever. And they're on stage in front of billions of people all over the world, thanking each other, thanking their loved ones, thanking God, OMG, this is the best moment of my life, clutching Oscars that in just a few seconds they will no longer have because they have to hand them over to the rightful winners. And there's Warren Beatty, who knew the whole time the whole because he looked at it, and here's his explanation, by the way. Here's his lame-ass explanation. Listen to this. I want to tell you what happened. I opened the envelope, and it said, Emma Stone, La La Land. That's why I took such a long look at Faye and at you. I wasn't trying to be funny. So Warren Beatty looks at this thing and says, it clearly says best actress, I don't know what to do, so I <laughs> hand it over to Faye Dunaway. She just reads La La Land, and the rest is history. And this this proves two very important things. And I know a lot of people are saying, I don't care about the Oscars. I've never heard of either of these movies. And that's true. Most people have never heard of Moonlight, have never seen Moonlight, will never see Moonlight. A lot of people haven't heard of La La Land, will not see La La Land, don't care a thing about La La Land. But this is important. This is, the, this is the one thing, even if you didn't watch the Academy Awards, that you need to be aware of and that you need to take away from all this. This changed Hollywood's relationship with everybody because Hollywood, for the longest time, and especially in the last few months, when Meryl Streep got up at the Golden Globes to chastise everyone who watched football and MMA, uh, when all the other actors followed suit and started, you know, William H. Macy and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, when all these people... Even the guy that won, what Casey Affleck came out and he started and started browbeating Donald Trump and everyone who voted for him. When these people get up and they start saying things that make you think that they are better than you or better than me, when they pretend to be perfect, when they pretend to be on a higher plateau, when they put themselves up on this big gold, gold pedestal, when they try to romanticize daily human life and ignore the plights of regular people, the ones who used to go and watch their movies, they are doing something horrible. When you put yourself up high on a pedestal like that, you have got to live up to those expectations. And when you have a major screw up like this, guess what? You all of a sudden lose a ton of credibility. You all of a sudden lose a ton of credibility. The Oscars last night was not a celebration of Hollywood. It was a punchline. It was a joke. And if you don't believe me, just, just Google hashtag envelope gate on Twitter. I saw this morning people saying, you know, this must be how they felt when Donald Trump won the election, <laughs> right? One day they're, they're sitting there thinking, yay, Hillary Clinton's going to be the next president. And then it's like, no, no, I'm sorry. Wait, this isn't a joke. This isn't a joke. Joke. Donald Trump is the president. And then, you know, they hold up. They all look, see, look, Donald Trump is the president. That's my gas bill, by the way. Don't, don't look at that. Unless you want to pay it for me, that'd be great. And so this is like, this is a horrible year for these people. Not only, first of all, did Hillary Clinton lose the election, but now they're on stage believing they're going to win, just like they believed Hillary Clinton was going to win. Just like that. They believed they were going to win. And all of a sudden, somebody takes it away from them, says, I'm sorry. No, give me that back. It's going to these people. These people actually won the Academy Award. These people are your winners, not you. It's very reminiscent of what happened on November 8th. 
And the fact of the matter is that people in Hollywood will lead you to believe that they know better than you, that for whatever reason, they are more important than you, smarter than you, have more morals than you, have a you know, higher regard for other human life. Oh, listen to this. Listen to this. Viola Davis. You may know her from that show, uh, How to Kill People and Not Get Caught, or what is it called? It's got a really, how to, um, how to Kill People with Murder. No, How to Get Away with Murder. That's it. How to Get Away with Murder. That's the name of the, the show. And she's uh, really good in that show. I used to watch that show, but then it got too confusing. And uh, again, I can't stay up that late. So uh, you would, my DVR got full with like, you know, uh, episodes of, of Stuck in the Middle and Jesse that my kids wanted to, to watch. Anyway, so I, I stopped watching that show, but she was very good in that show. And she's done a lot of movies and she won an Academy Award for this movie called Fences, I think it was called, with, um, with uh, Denzel Washington. And I didn't see that movie either. I'll be honest with you. I saw two movies. I saw two movies that were nominated this year, La La Land and Hidden Figures. And Hidden Figures, I thought, was a great movie. We talked about that once before. But this movie, Fences won, and Viola Davis uh, won. And she said something in her speech, a very passionate speech. By the way, not a speech that anyone's going to do off the cuff. Her speech was clearly pre-written, pre-planned, pre-practiced. I mean, she was going for an Oscar moment, and I think a lot of people will say she had it. But there's one thing she said in accepting her award, which really, not upset me, but I took umbrage with. I mean, I take umbrage with a lot of things, so that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be, that should be. Anyway, uh, but I, I was really upset by one thing she said. She was talking about being an artist and being an actress and how important it was. And listen to this line. This one, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't like this. I became an artist, and thank God I did because we are the only profession that celebrates what it means to live a life. She, I, I hope you heard that. She said, basically, here's what she said. She said, I became an artist or an actress, whatever, and thank God I did, because it's the only profession that celebrates what it means to live a life. And I'm not really sure I understand how she can get away with such a comment when there's about 973 other professions I can think of that celebrate life and the living of life. Pretty much any profession at all that, that helps people live their lives, uh, that, that records the way people live their lives. Like, for example, authors, uh, musicians, artists, biographers, uh, even journalists who write every single day stuff about you know, people's lives. Human, what there's a whole section on blogs about uh, what human interest stories, you know, interesting lives that people have. People are doing YouTube channels that are daily vlogs of their lives. They're celebrating living a life. People who, how about people, how about people who save lives or deliver babies and actually are there at the beginning of life? How about the prenatal surgeons who actually go in before the life has come into this world and make sure that they live the life that we want them to live? How about all of the firemen and the police officers and the military personnel who are out there protecting our lives, which is in a way celebrating living a life? Every time somebody is shipped off to Iraq or Iran or Afghanistan to blow up a base where ISIS soldiers could be practicing their craft, could be plotting to come over here and basically kill us, aren't they also celebrating living a life? Aren't they allowing us to celebrate celebrate our lives? That was something that I wasn't too sure about. And like I said, yeah, she's a good actress and all, but she was really intense. And uh, when I went on social media, when I went on Twitter, it seemed like there were a lot of people in my same boat who also uh, who also felt the same way. This is uh, this is going to be bad for Hollywood. 
It's going to, I mean, they've had just bad news after bad news after bad news. The election, Donald Trump, uh, you know, and his executive orders, uh, the fake news, uh, the, uh, the attack on the press and the media. Now this Academy Award blunder, we are, we all are seeing that they are basically full of crap. And here's the other problem I have with any movie uh, rated best picture that doesn't appear in the top 10 grossing films. I, I, I've never made a movie, but I do work in kind of a, I do work in an industry where they give out awards. And let me explain to you quickly to shed some light on it, why I don't win any of those awards. <laughs> okay. And I know what you're thinking. I know why you don't win any awards. Cause you suck. Uh, that's okay. That's slightly true. I do suck. I suck at winning awards. And the reason is I no longer have the desire to win awards. Let me explain to you why. My first big job, my first big job, I was in Washington, D.C. And I got to town in like, I don't know, August or whatever. I got to town and I started doing a morning show with my partner and we put our hearts and souls into it. And we were like, man, we're going to have the best show ever. We're going to have the best morning radio show ever. And we worked hard for like nine, 10 months. First year rolls around. These awards come to town. They they were called AIR Awards. AIR. It stands for Achievement in Radio. And we, our boss was like, you should, you, should, uh, you should apply. You should put your name in the hat. And I was like, I've just been here a year. He's like, no, you got a good show. So we did. We took our tapes and we filled out the form. And you had to pay like $80 or something, whatever ridiculous. We, we made the station pay for it. And we submitted our name for best morning show, even though we'd only been there a year. Even though we'd only been there a year, I said to myself, I think we can win this. And then we get all dressed up in our suits and we go sit down at this table and there's a buffet and there's free drinks. And it's like this party atmosphere. It was really cool. And all the other radio stations in Washington, D.C., all these people who've been there for like decades, Bob Schieffer was there. Bob Schieffer was like the grand marshal or the, you know, whatever. He was there too. And, uh, and we're all talking and whatever. And they get to the award, the last award of the night, best morning show. And they say, and the award for best morning show goes, and instead of announcing it, they play a clip and they start playing this clip and I hear my own voice and I go, wait a minute, that's my voice. And I realize I'm winning the award. So I jump up and my partner jumps up and we like hug each other and my boss is ecstatic and we race up to the podium and we get this award. And I was like, I can't believe it. I've been here like less than a year and I have this award. It says best new morning show. Best new morning show in Washington, D.C., a majorly big market with a lot of people who've been doing radio a lot longer than I had. And I thought, this is fantastic. And I went home and I put the award on my desk and I was all excited and I went back to work. And then like three days later, the ratings came out and I was all excited because clearly I had the best morning show in Washington, D.C. And I had an award to prove it. There was no debating it. Here's my award. I'm the best. Well, we looked at the ratings and when I thought I would see my name right up there at the top, because clearly that's where the best would be. I had to kind of actually, I, it wasn't there. It was some other station. I wasn't familiar. And then I looked to the second place and I, it wasn't there either. And then I kept looking and I, and I couldn't find my radio station, my radio show. My, I couldn't find any of that. And I turned the page <laughs> and, and then finally, in the 11th spot, I saw that we were, we were 11th, okay? 11th. This was disheartening to me for two reasons. Number one, I couldn't name 10 other shows in Washington, D.C. at the time. I couldn't name them. I could maybe name like five total. And I was like, how could we be 11th? Second of all, I had just clearly won an award that said I was the best. So how could I be 11th? 
And the difference is because awards are given to you by other people who think they know what the best is. You may have the best imaging. You may have the best content. You may have the best rapport. You may have the best chemistry. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But uh, the ratings are given to you by people who actually listen to your show. And if you look at, I want to show you this because I pulled this up. If you look at the box office for 2016, when all these movies came out, you'll see that the number one top grossing movie, the one that the people decided was the best, was Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, which won a grand total of zero Academy Awards. They didn't even win like sound editing or anything like that. Best movie, uh, when you look at box office, zero Academy Awards. Finding Dory also got dissed. Captain America, Civil War, give me a break. Give me a break, people. They're not going to... The Secret Life of Pets, nada. The Jungle Book, niente. Deadpool, uh uh-uh. Zootopia, Batman, Suicide Squad. These are the movies that people actually go and spend their money on. These are the movies that people actually go and spend their money on. But these are not the movies that get all these awards. In fact... Look, let's let's scroll up a little bit. Look, Jason Bourne, Star Trek Beyond, X-Men and Trolls, Hidden Figures. Okay, there we go. We have to get to 20. Hidden Figures was nominated for Best Picture. Didn't win, was nominated. It was 18th. La La Land was 20th. So you have to go to position number 18 in the top grossing films of the year to even find a movie that the Academy thought was worthy of Best Picture when clearly those are the movies that everybody's going to go see. It's very, it's very, this is why Hollywood has a problem. This is why, by the way, two years later, we worked our way up and we, happy ending, we eventually got to that number one spot. Uh, So, you know, you can, thank you very much. But that's why I don't win awards anymore because I don't care. I would much rather be number one where it counts, where you get, you know, where you get paid than I I would rather make Star Wars Rogue One with 500 bajillion dollars than Moonlight with, you know, a million dollars. I would rather Simon Cowell said it best too in the record industry. He didn't want to own the expensive steakhouse that only a small percentage of people could go to. He wanted to own McDonald's where everybody could go and throw down 99 cents for a cheeseburger and he could become the Ray Kroc of popular music, which he did, which he did. Simon Cowell's not winning Grammys, but he is, he is driving around in a, in a $12 million gold plated sports car. I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's the way, that's the way I see things anyway. Uh, we have, we, we have, I want to, I want to share one more thing with you. Oh, by the way, uh, before we move on before, hold on, people are sending me videos and it's locking up. But before we move on, I should say that I did have Comcast cable come out and they fixed my downward connection speed. So, um, so everything should be okay. All right. Here's what we got going on. We got a busy week this week. We had a busy week this week. First of all, Donald Trump's going to make a um, Donald Trump's going to talk to a joint session of Congress later this week, and Congress has already begun trolling him by inviting uh, you know Muslim Americans and immigrants and Mexicans. They're looking for all these people they control. The uh, all those Congress people who boycotted the inauguration, they're going to show up at this joint session, and what they're going to do is they're going to bring guests that they think are going to get into Donald Trump's goat, but uh, it's probably not going to happen because as we've seen before, Donald Trump. He just don't care. Uh, Also, there's this report, which maybe I'll get into deeper tomorrow, about Trump supporters in Brooklyn and how much negativity they're receiving. They are, in fact, there was a... um an article I was reading, uh, uh, Trump supporters in Brooklyn, this one Trump supporter in Brooklyn find, said that they now have to find ways to cope with the stress that comes with being so unpopular. 
Uh, this woman's name is Norcia, Sierra. She said, at the end of the day, we can't hate each other. At the end of the day, we're all Americans. We have a difference in opinions on things, and that's fine. I try to stay true to my opinions because at the end of the day, it's what defines us. Uh, but they say it's very, it's very difficult to do so, and I sometimes uh, succumb to the peer pressure to support the opposing party. This is something that is this is something that is more and more important. And in fact, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I unveiled to you last week, if you were watching on Friday, uh, our new website. And our new website, where is it? Here it is. It's uh, oh, let me move this. Let me move this over so that you can see it. Uh, this new website is. You know what? I didn't know it was. I knew it was going to be exciting, but it is actually super exciting. And I'll tell you why. This is called 1000deplorables.com. And I started this kind of, I got the idea, first of all, when we were uh, looking at the whole Starbucks story, you know, remember the Starbucks story where they were, you know, people were like, oh, they're going to, they're going to hire all these immigrants. And then people were upset by that. Uh, and now Starbucks' stock has kind of plummeted. So I started this website, 1000deplorables.com. And what I'm doing is I'm collecting 1000 deplorables. Each of these little blue squares is replaced with somebody's picture or somebody's logo and it links to something like look this little uh this, this very attractive blonde woman here this is coach jamie and if you click on it it takes you to coach jamie's website and coach jamie is very positive she's you can achieve anything she's also if you go down look she's she's running to be mrs florida she has a a pageant journey to be mrs florida and she's looking for people to support her on that there she is on her co- on her couch, very cute. And so uh, we put her up there so that you know that she's a deplorable and if you're looking for a coach or if you're looking for somebody to support in the Miss Florida pageant, you know, hey, she's like me. You know, she's like-minded. We have similar, uh, we have similar likes. We have similar similar ideas about our politics. And this is a way for you to interact with people on Facebook and Twitter and uh, other business owners and know that when you give them your money or when you follow them, you're going to be connecting with somebody who's a lot like you. Now, that was my original intent. But I'll tell you, I was fascinated. So far, we've filled about 20 squares. If you look at it, let's see. Where is it? We filled 20 squares. Okay, look. And the people that we have here are fascinating. For example, well, Coach Jamie's one. This, oh, look, this woman here. This woman here is uh, owns a jewelry repair shop. How cute is this? She's in Indiana. She has McCrory's Jewelry and Repair. And she got a square so people can go there and like her and follow her. And if I lived in Indiana, I would totally go there for my jewelry repair needs because I know... This woman thinks like me, and if I give her my money, she's going to you know, support causes that I support. Look, here's an Etsy store. This woman, she's a deplorable detour, oh, detour du jour, digital designs and downloads. My wife spends like hundreds of dollars on this kind of party crap. And now when we, when we want this kind of party stuff, I'm going to tell her to go to uh, detour, detour du jour. That's tough for me to say for whatever reason. This guy, look, this guy's cool. This guy had a trailer stolen. He's in Tennessee. $30,000 worth of stuff on his trailer was stolen. And now he designed this trailer lock so that it, I mean, it's like the best trailer lock. Here he is. Here's the inventor. Uh, guys, the guy invented the trailer ball. Because so he took a thirty thousand uh, dollar catastrophe and he turned it into something great. This woman is in uh, the uh, mid in the southwest and she makes this beautiful jewelry. She makes all these watches and pendants and things with silver southwest elegance. All these people have something in common. They are all labeled by somebody they know or somebody they love or somebody named Hillary Clinton as a deplorable. 
And they found this website, 1000deplorables.com, where they can all go and share with each other and follow each other. And uh, you can do that too. So if you, you know, if you're looking, if you're looking to connect with other deplorable people, if you have a product or a business or a website or a book or a blog or a YouTube channel or a Twitter or anything, go there and claim a square right now. Uh, and if you just want to like, if you just want to peruse and click on everyone else's links and see who else is out there, it's fascinating. Oh, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite websites. Hold on, where is? It? Let me go show you this too. And it's not just my favorite website because I'm a contributor, but Political Storm, they just uh, got their square today. They're right here at the top. This is a great website. Uh, My buddy John created this. It's a political website and he has contributors from both sides. So it is fair and balanced. And if you even look here, contributor, uh, where is it? Mark K. There I am. And uh, what he does is he posts a lot of my my videos and things there. And he said, yeah, I'm tr- I'm trying to get in touch with people who like your show, who follow you. So I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, and I'm going to go there. So so take a minute today. If you want to square $21 for the next one, it lives there forever. And I'm just going to keep promoting this and sending traffic your way. Uh, so go do that. Uh, I'll, I'll put up, you know, I got a couple people who are actually claiming squares right now. So we'll put them up right after the show. And then tomorrow, I really want to dig deep into some of these folks who are getting peer pressured by people who they live around or who in their, are in their neighborhoods and are attacking them, who are attacking them just simply for their support of the president uh, and their political views. Because you're going to find that it happens that way more than, I don't know, it's very difficult to find a story these days of a Republican or a Trump supporter or a deplorable attacking somebody who doesn't believe in what they believe in, but it's pretty easy to find stories that go the other way around. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. All right, if there's anything you ever want to talk about or if you want me to cover, you can hit me up. You can DM me. Thanks so much for watching today. Uh, 1000deplorables.com is that website again. Uh, go check it out. You're going to have a lot of fun and and uh, and connect with some people who are like-minded. And, uh, and if you want to get up there too, by all means, get up there on the wall. I will see you tomorrow. Thanks everybody for watching. And, uh, and I promise I won't talk about the Academy Awards until, well, at least for another year. We won't talk at least for another year. We'll see what happens a year from now. Have a great Monday. See you tomorrow.